Hey everybody, this is another episode of Mountaineer Nation Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Glad to have you all. Uh, we have Ryan and Blaine back with us. Um, excited to be back, guys. Uh, it's been about, uh, what now, a week and a half since our last episode, so uh, happy to have us all uh, all back together. How's it going, Blaine and Ryan? Feels so good to be back. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots <laughs> happened since we... All the COVID stuff. Good to have it back, man. Good to, good to hear that you're kind of dealing with all the uh, the weather best you can. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. It's it's been a crazy crazy week so far with the storm over here and on the east coast. Uh, it's been it's been a bit wild, but uh, no, glad to be back. So um, yeah, it's been a wild week. Uh, we had our first set of matchups. I guess that's what we'll get into first. Um, I think Blaine may have dropped off here for a second. Hopefully, get him back. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you kind of kick off that thought. Um, what do you think of the first week? Um, yeah, I mean, first we had a week and week and a half, and the rest of these matchups we'll just have a week for the rest of the season. So you had a little bit lengthier for the first matchup. So the number of home runs and stuff like that won't be quite as high in future matchups. But um, you want to take it one matchup at a time, or just general thoughts, or what? Yeah, so um, I mean, I can kick it off and then kick it over to Blaine. But um, a couple of matchups that you know I wasn't really expecting a result um, were, uh, I guess, Clay's team uh, with All Rise had a really good first week, um, excellent, excellent showing in week one, and then um, I guess Blaine, your team really showed up uh, in week one with the perfect game against Eric. Um, hey, even hey, drove. We, we needed that. <laughs> we needed that because now. It feels like. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What, what, surviving events, man. It's only six weeks. Just find a way in the playoffs, you know. Got to grind it out. So. No, you're exactly yeah. right. You're exactly right. No, it's a, it was a big week uh, for, for a lot of teams. There were, there were several lopsided matchups, and there were several close matchups, too. Um, I, I know, Ryan, you and uh, Vaughn uh, tied 5-5. You both had really good roto weeks, um, so mm-hmm. kind of unlucky. What, what are your thoughts on, on your matchup? Yeah, I mean, I had I was beating him early in the week, but he came back. And, I mean, his, his batting had a really, really good week, and he had a lot of – his pitchers were – yeah, I think Bieber was uh, was killing it with the strikeouts. And and so – Bieber is ungodly right now. Yeah, he's yeah. ungodly. And, I mean, yeah, Vaughn led everybody in K's last week at all matchups. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was an even matchup. I mean, Vaughn's team looks legit this year. He's going to – yeah, I definitely think he'll have a playoff spot. Yeah, it would appear so. And 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 you at Blaine too. I mean, you're off to a ten-zero start. It's gonna you got a what a nine-game advantage on on fifth place in in this division. So, um, I mean, so it's top top eight are in the playoffs. That's correct. correct. Out of twelve, top, right? top four. Yeah. Well, okay. top four each division. Yeah, yeah. So, so hey, Ryan, Ryan, you know, how you were talking earlier how you sent the roto thing through to everybody. I did. Um, I I have questions about. That. Sure. Now, is that is that based off of only what we're what we would have ranked that particular week? Or are they kind of projecting as well? That is only no. off of actual results. That is not that is not projections. Um, it, it is only actual results. So it basically gives assigns each team um a point uh for their place in the standings in each category. So, for instance, if your team has the most um strikeouts 
to to date. So it's a it's a live standing. It, it's not a uh, each week. Yep. If your if your team has the most strikeouts to date, you're going to get 12 points. If at least strikeout, you get one point, um, and so forth. And you add all that up. And so essentially, that's that, that's our roto standings to this point. It is right now. Where the where the numbers on? Okay, huh. sure is. So yeah, I, hey, I feel really good about ten and zero because I think I was like tenth and batting. So. <laughs> no, you definitely got a little lucky, Eric. Had a but I won all five categories running away against Eric, though. I mean, I ran away from him. Yeah, at least in at least in runs. Um, I guess it always felt like I was a little bit farther ahead of him than what the final numbers came out for me and Eric's match. Yeah, you I don't know, I feel like we both had good pitching though. You did. Pitching was mm-hmm. solid for you at least, Blaine. I'm not so sure Eric would feel the same yeah. way about his team, but <laughs> your team had well, a I solid mean, pitch. I mean seventy seven Ks isn't bad through a week. I mean, I don't know how I mean, I don't know how many people he might not have won or lost to, but I mean ERA was a little high obviously for him. Uh, and then yeah. he has no I mean the saves, that was kind of a runaway too on my on my end for him in that matchup. Oh, absolutely. Kate Odom, man. I had the most saves in the league. Hell yeah. Yeah. You sure did. Well, it's yeah. a strategy, man, because you know what? I tell you what, I've it's been biting me in the ass for about two and a half years, so it's about time. <laughs> That's right. No, definitely impressive. Impressive web blade. And we'll have to see what you do this week. Who you who are you up against now? Uh we've got we've got Billy Daly, um, the old Pittsburgh Pirates this week. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? Talking about last week too though, um, uh, Dr. Davis and Mr. Hyde also had a pretty big week. Um, Absolutely. I, 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 know, I know we're all tip, we're all in this in this one division. It feels like here, but uh, he kind of came came out strong in the Mountain League up there. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm sure Stephen wasn't exactly excited about that result, but um, I mean, he, uh, Eric Bignac, he's always a strong contender in this league. I mean, he's he's always up there and in the playoffs and contending team drafts well, so. Um, I wasn't surprised that he got off to a hot start. His team looks pretty solid so far. And I'd also say that matchup was super close for a while to give Steven's team some props. He kind of got unlucky. Because if you look, he only lost by one home run, five runs, not a ton of Ks. He only got one win last week. His team was one of the hard-hit ones by COVID with the Phillies not playing. So that kind of hurt him. Hallelujah, they're fired freed, though. I mean, good Lord. (laughs) Man. Uh, it's I mean, crazy, whew. but I mean they they brought Arietta out. Yeah. He didn't look bad yesterday against Cole. It was a pretty good game. You bring a good point, Blaine. I mean, when what are they? When Gardner's going oppo though, whew, I mean that was tough, man. You you could feel kind of the 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 saltiness and the, the steam <laughs> off of Steven uh, on that on that oppo bomb. That you can almost feel it when he when he when he picked up the the uh, the phone and started texting away. Um, and I don't blame him, man. It's 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 Gardner hitting one off, but uh, you know balls are still juiced, I see. But uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. But you made a good point, Blaine. Uh, you know, you got the Marlins and the Phillies uh, who've been out for a while, and they're still gonna they're still planning to make up all these games. It's gonna create a lot of opportunities for pitching uh, and streaming pitching in fantasy purposes too. The, the impact of that's gonna be um, interesting to see what you know some of us take advantage of or don't. Um, with the Marlins and the Phillies, uh, there's going to be a lot of double headers. Um, you know, maybe some more value uh, in those guys than there was previously, uh, just because they get more abs or they get more starts. Um, you know, something like that. It'd be interesting to see what happens. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole doubleheader thing, though, man, is just is interesting to begin mm-hmm. with. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. It, part of me, like Bauer the other night, goes out there and gets, you know, costs a complete game, you know, seven innings, uh, and that went over the Tigers in the in the second end of that double dip. And you're like, man, you know, if, if you're a Bauer owner, you're like, man, I could have gotten a, at least another couple Ks potentially That's if true. he keeps going. Um so it's going to kind of cut down some of those counting stats for runs, home runs. There's less at bats, less less opportunities in certain. You know, you're playing four less innings um, when you have those double headers going on. So the Cardinals are going to have that problem coming up soon uh, yep. as well. So you know, it's it's going to be something interesting. I, I think to look at at least from that perspective. Now the ERAs and the WHIPs and stuff, those might end up being a little bit better with less you know potential right. innings to hurt. I get that big blow up like show does every damn time. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, well one thing I'll, I'll mention about that is, yeah, it does suck. If some of you are like talking about like counting stats and stats in general. But if you had those people that are going to have double headers, you suffered in this first week because, or it's the second week too, partially with the Cardinals, um, not having all those players. And, and then suddenly you're going to get a boost because you're going to have all these double headers of if you own those players. So you might not get a full extra nine inning, like you got a whole extra game to make up for where you suffered, but you are going to get a boost within whatever matchup they have the double headers in. So it's still going to be a boost now, even though you took a hit earlier. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was referencing is you're going to have double headers and going forward where you'll, you'll get extra opportunities for counting stats and, and maybe even right. some innings. Um, it'll be interesting. And it also helps out those guys who had players that actually had Absolutely. COVID, you know, so the Molinas of the world, the De Jongs, you know, those guys are now going to get opportunities potentially with those double headers being played later that they might not have had, obviously being sidelined with the virus and best wishes to obviously all those Cardinals and their, and their health, you know, getting them back is more important than, than playing the game. Let's just hope it's too serious. Right. Now, have, hey, have we confirmed though, either is, I mean, Cardinals in the casino, Marlins in the strip club. Is that for 100% sure or, you know? I mean, if it's on Twitter, it's it's fact, right? <laughs> yeah. the truth. I mean, it's the Marlins were definitely like in Magic City getting wings with Pat McAfee and Pac-Man yeah. Jones at Magic City. Lou Williams, you know. That's obviously, I mean, you know, that's, that's, there's no doubt about it, right? So, I mean. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I don't know how they – I don't know. I mean, teams need to do a better job of, of policing and, and and making sure the players are, are safe and, you know, not exposing themselves or others to, to the virus so that we don't have this problem. But, I mean, who knows how it actually came to, came to be. Hey, Keller, sounds, you sound pretty similar to what Kutch had to say. I mean, that was a pretty strong, like, kind of, I'm kind of tired of your shit statement that he kind of yeah. brought there uh, the other day. So. If the Phillies can ever like, like kind of get, oh no, did you not? Um, I mean, he pretty much kind of said, "I'm sitting here watching all these other teams play, 27 other teams play, and we did the right things. Like these teams that aren't doing what they need to do, you know, they need to kind of step it up because it, it's it's hurting us and kind of putting us back. And and you know, we're yeah. doing all the things health wise that we thought we needed to do to get to play baseball. So, right? No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. All right. Well, no, that glad to be back. It was a good week. A um, uh, lot of lot of uh, good action in week one. Week two will be interesting. Uh, I think week two is important, especially for those teams that had 
a little bit of a rocky start to, to the week or to the season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how those teams rebound. Um, and, and maybe some of these teams pull away. Like you, Blaine, if you can get another big win against Pirates, I mean, you're pretty much locking yourself in to a playoff spot. So, I mean, it's a critical week for a lot of teams. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, a couple. Before we move on, just a couple. That, then... that sounds pretty awesome to my ears, like music to the <laughs> ears there, Keller. You're trying to project me into the playoffs. Let's, let's settle down a little bit here, okay? I still have Murder's Row here in week two and week three and week four potentially five, and then I get supposedly Benyak at this point, you know. Now, granted, that could change, I guess, based off the projections in this roving sixth game. But let's, let's settle down. Let's just take it week by week, you know, and, and see where we're at, you know, here in a couple Pump weeks. Pump the brakes know. a little. Pump the brakes <laughs> a little bit. I mean, let's, 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 let's run or let's walk before. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I a couple agree. things I, I was going to mention, though, um, that we one thing that a uh, couple matchups that did get tightened down in the other division, not our division, the other division, Clay, that did look like he was running away, only ended up 5 5 and with Kim Dijon Un. So that ended up being a tight matchup in the end because Un came out with some solid pitching to take categories. And the same with for sure's are the best and battle acts for sure's are the best. Last we talked and early on was beating Battle Axe pretty handily, but Battle Axe was able to come back in all those close categories, and that allowed him um, for Scherzer only to win 5 4 1. So, um, so those were two matchups we didn't really talk much about. Um, and then, just, just as a brief note, I posted in the league um, post if you wanted to see, like, what if the play, if it ended today, what the playoffs would look like, um, and how the Roto would all the tiebreakers and stuff like that yeah no that's definitely good information and i think you know it's cool to see that um i I definitely didn't really figure out how it works until you posted that ryan so i thought that was helpful um it's interesting we'll see how that that turns out i think blaine dropped off again um hopefully he can uh figure out a way to join back in i think there he is blaine there you are i'm i've returned All right, so uh, we'll move on to our next segment. Um, unless you guys had anything else to add uh, on the matchups, uh, we'll we'll do another recap of the second week here next, uh, in our next episode. Um, Blaine, I believe uh, you can introduce us to our next segment. Blaine, Blaine, he's gone again. <laughs> real professional podcast we got going on <laughs> no but uh all right uh ron anything to add or any, any other topic you want to move on to next uh no that's all i have as far as the league scoreboard and i mean we're barely on tuesday of the next week so you can't read too much and any of the matchups um yet but like right. just like with major league season where we only have six weeks instead of normal 18 weeks you know, you don't have long to – I mean, at least more teams make the playoffs, the same it was like in the real major what? league, but you don't have Blaine. much time to do it. <laughs> no, you're right, Ryan. All right, so uh, Blaine, Blaine's rejoined us. Um, Blaine, I'll let you kick off the next segment. Uh, do you want to do some, uh, I guess, um, some uh, look at some players and, and see whether you're uh, buying or selling? Okay, I want to first say that I'm selling Craig Keg. Kimbrough. Oh, go ahead. Kimbrough already got benched. 
He came in five two to save yeah, and let yeah. two guys second and third. And David Ross already yanked him and said, "I'm done with you, Kimbrel." Hey man, here's the thing: the Pirates, the Pirates. Well, they may have the worst offense in baseball before the ninth inning. <laughs> that ninth inning, man, they're pretty good. All right, second most runs in baseball. Uh, wow, they scored ten runs in the ninth inning. So hey, hey, I, yeah, scored a couple today against the Twins. I mean. Granted, when you're down seven to one and six to one before you get there, it doesn't do you a damn bit of good. But you know, hey, some yeah. of those counting stats, uh, man, they help out, man. Con Moran, I mean, he's leading the National League in home runs right now because that's, of that's, that's Craig Kimbrell and the. But hey, Blaine, don't go read. It. There's so. an article on ESPN about like bold predictions of the season. Uh, I read it. I read yeah. it. I had somebody send it to me. I think that's the biggest. That's that's no no, no offense. That's that's what, absolute what, 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 trash. Uh, they, I mean, they, they could have had like two more wins. Right, but only me and you know what I this is. So you, if you want to explain now. it to the crowd, what I'm talking about. Oh, what are we? we no, no, about no, not the potential to bet here. I, mean, is that... I know the Cubs are up six games on that, and about the <laughs> if Timberwolves <laughs> best but... right. I'm just talking oh, about the article because okay. nobody else knows. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I, I, well, I didn't read it, but I just somebody said the Pirates could have the worst win percentage in the history right. of like in a season in baseball, in MLB history. <laughs> Come on, let's let's be let's be absolutely real about that. That's not going to happen. Now I'll say that I'll say this: you faced a good. I mean, the Cubs pitching has looked pretty yeah. pretty great from the rotation so far. So, granted, I have some real issues, and I'm starting to kind of realize that had I known this was going to be spring training 3.0 the entire <laughs> damn season for the Buckos, I may not have made the may not have made the uh, bold pro- proclamations that I did. But we're going to live with those now, and we're going to keep moving forward, and uh, you know, get ready for 2021. Hey, JT Brewbaker looked has looked real good. Uh, a guy who's going to get a nod Thursday. Uh, he's probably going to get streamed on my ass as well right now with the way the DL seems to be kind of turning <laughs> over and over. Um, he's got, he's got good stuff. He's got some good stuff. Yeah. I know Cardinals people yeah. can tell you that too. Uh, so, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're real bad. I mean, they're, 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 and the, and the injuries are starting to mount too. Hopefully Kella comes back eventually and will help no. them out, but nobody's hitting. I, uh, I mean, I believe the player on that team is hitting. When Philip Evans and Eric Gonzalez are your top two hitters and Moran, I, I believe I saw balls, a that's stat it. that it's said there. the Pirates' batting average as a team is one seventy two. So <laughs> that's pretty. It's bad. probably too high. I'm just gonna throw that out there. It's terrible. It's shocking they've won the games they have won. I mean, they came back and beat the Brew Crew. Granted, they blew a five-run yeah. lead in the ninth one time to the Brew Crew. Uh so, you know, I mean, long season. I still don't understand why he pitched the bias in the 10th on Sunday the way he did. Oh, we're getting some alerts, man. I guess the White Sox and uh, Brew Crew is getting real interesting. As, uh, as we record it. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, that's the coolest thing that I've – yeah, as we record, you know. Ben Gamble hitting another two-run bomb tonight, by the way. Uh, he's he's a guy who's really coming on. So, But, yeah, the Pirates are going to be terrible. I don't know why he pitched the bias in the 10th. Yep. Like, just walk two guys, you know. And make make Contreras beat you, or make somebody else beat you. But well, both Kimbrel's uh, runners came around to score, so well. now it's five to four. But we only need one more out for the Cubs. 
<laughs> who, who is I said Kimbrel's two runners that he let on went in to score. So it's five to four now, but there's oh, two out. Oh. Also, this, this is, is real time. This is real time blow. This is a real time blow up. Oh, a guy oh for wow. Two okay. out. So wow. let's see if they can hold on. Mm. Oh man, I I kind of want to go over there now on my MLB.tv and just watch the implosion. Is this Bubba? Is this Bubba yeah, Starling yeah. at the bat here for the Royals right now? Oh man, <laughs> hell yeah, I love it, dude. Let's go. Yeah, Let's go Royals. We're definitely going over to we're going to Coffin Live here, boys. Let's just you are this is live. Uh, let's watch Kim, watch Kimber. Well, Kimber's out. He's not in there anymore. Well, they took him out. Oh, hey, you put two runners on. Out? They gave up already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So hold on, you actually so yeah, yeah. Than I with them. He got one, two hits. Oh like, wow, Rossi, Rossi, what are you? Okay, that yeah, he'll probably not, be DFA tomorrow. He ain't their closer no more. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? It's is it going to be? be one, uh, uh, they'll probably play matchups. Honestly, I don't know. Committee. Oh wow. Like, and you better hope you all hit all year, Ryan, because if not, y'all going lose some games eventually. This team just oh, shouldn't. That's for sure, man. Well, everything's being real. The Reds are coming. Yeah, they are. The Reds are coming, by they the way. I mean, they lost tonight. Well, but, if, the, if the Cubs can hold on, can it'll it. be 9-2 and two versus 5-6. and six, So, that's nice. Uh-oh, Ryan. Doesn't look good, buddy. Oh, There's man. runner on third now here. <laughs> Contreras, I think, tried to pick him off at second, and threw it into threw it into center field. Um, who's this Ryan? Well, the right Wick now? was for the Cubs. too much the past couple of days, oh. so they had to bring in him. Kimbrel literally looks like he's going to shit himself on the bench right now, boys. I mean, he looks he looks rough. Oh no, he actually threw it into oh, center man. field on the steal. So if you're a if you're an owner of zero for the uh, Royals, you got a stolen base. Who, as we talk, I don't know who that is. I really, it, it, I don't know. It's the Royals. Who really knows anybody on the Royals? Uh, his last name is Heath, so probably a pinch runner or something like that. Okay, ball outside, Ryan. It's two and one here. Way outside, by the way. Bubba Starling looks pretty confident at the plate right now. Uh, in the bullpen is Tepeyera for the Cubbies. Getting a nice instruction here from the guy on the bullpen mound. Two one. Here we go. Two and two one. Oh, the, del- wow. the delivery. Oh, way way down, way down in the ugly finder. He found Rizzo, by the way, too. So no wonder down there on that foul ball down the uh, Cubs dugout. <laughs> looks weird seeing. Looks weird seeing Matheny in a royal does. uniform, though, doesn't it? Like really, really, really odd. I do. You got this up too, right, Keller? Oh yeah. Two 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 he's out. The pitch. Oh, he's definitely okay. getting a hit. Oh, almost hit him. Damn. Kimberl was worried. All right. Don't throw a meat pitch. Walk him before you throw a meat pitch. Uh, I don't know, boys. I think it's about to be a two-run bomb here. Royals, Royals about to take this lead here on the Cubbies. This is great, though. I feel like this is this is worth it right here, just to see right. Just Everybody to see what like, like, Get to this four-minute right. segment. They're like, why are we just live playing the Cubs game? Oh, man. Bout it away. You can feel the tension. I don't even have the volume up, and I know the crowd, crowd uh, pumping into the stadium right now at Wrigley is electric. They yeah. want this win. They get it, Cat. 
Yeah, they 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 pump it up. They pump. Oh, you no, know it? No, no, no. Do they get it? Yeah. Oh. No, no. Oh, you're on the same page. You're on the same page. All right, all right. Okay. Ooh, fouled it off okay, there. We go. The pitch. Oh my God, he just wants to make that bad last forever. Foul tip, right past the catcher. Hey, if the Cubs win this, they, if the Cubs win this, they are nine and two. How many games are they four. Think they win this like Reds. five? Like, is that right? Man. Yeah, oh we, we need the we need the Royals crazy. to win this game. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's get for Chris I mean, Bryant. What a stud! Seven, we'll be seven, what a stud! Seven. Seven game bad. over. Oh, hold on. So, yeah. I, how did you I, get well, that far ahead? ahead. What? And oh, that out. was a nice play. Cubs. Really nice play. All right, Cubs win. Next segment. <laughs> that was a lovely segment in the middle oh, of the podcast. Man. Cubs. Yeah, we should play the Cubs go in the middle, or that should be like a break in between the action. I don't think Spotify allows that song. Oh man. <laughs> I'm glad they don't either. I don't know that answer, but. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we're still selling payroll, right? That's 100% for sure. I mean, we can Mike Fulton Evagem if we want. I mean, that's fine. (laughs) Can I have some thoughts on that? Oh, man. Actually. Okay. Go ahead, please. Talk on Fulton. I did. I I told you guys last podcast I hated Fulton Evagem. I told you. He was trash, <laughs> and he was trash. So yeah, no, I'm 100 behind the move. The Braves Twitter was overreacting and all sad and crying about it. And I was like, the guy sucks. Like he's terrible at pitching. He's really inconsistent. <laughs> he he's a head case. Like it's no wonder he got sent down. I mean, he looks he looked like 20 pounds lighter. His eyes were sunken in his head. Something's clearly wrong with the dude. So yeah, I mean, you can't keep a guy around like that in your rotation on a contending team. So I'm all for it. Um, I'm glad they gave Tukey a chance. I was hoping they'd call up Anderson, uh, Ian Anderson, but I'm glad they gave Tukey a shot. Pitched okay. Um, probably has a rotation spot now that Soroka's down, which that's a whole other topic that I'll be really upset getting into. Um, but but so many injuries from so many teams too. Like not just the Braves, but I mean it wow. is it is really unfortunate because yeah. I mean Braves ended the season with a projected rotation of. Soroka, Freed, Fulton Ewich, Hamels, and then a back end of either Newcomb or um, Felix Hernandez. I mean, that that rotation was deep. It was solid. But now, I don't know, man. It's tough. Two, th- only two of them only- are left, man. One by one, they just kind of went. <laughs> they kind of become the mash. Yeah, man, Shit, their man. rotation's a dumpster right now. But, I mean, you know, they get a lot of youth in it with Newcomb and Kyle Wright and – uh, Tukey. I mean, they got a lot of promise there. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who they replace uh, Soroka's spot with. I'm really hoping it's Ian Anderson. I already grabbed him off waivers today, so hopefully it's Ian Anderson. Um, and if it is, then that's a lot of that's a lot of you know young talent in a in a 60 game season. You know, I'll be okay if it's it's a season for learning and and they're better for next year. I'm okay with that, but we'll see. Um, but anyway, that's my thoughts on Paul Nowich, and I will say I called it. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no uh let's uh other other buy sell um let's do it hey hey real 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 quick keller before you get the buy sell you do know the marlins are still in first yeah, place in l, in l east with a four nothing win over the Orioles. <laughs> holy shit 
three and one. My lord. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. I'm worried about my under. I'm really worried about my bet under on the I'm glad I didn't take that one, honestly. Like, I'm glad I I mean my Warrior one five and four, man. Anything can go though. So now they gotta go fifteen and uh oh, what would that be? Like fifteen and what forty 15 and 36 the rest of the way. It's it's doable though. It's doable. Just got to keep the faith with the Orioles. Hey, I mean, I'll take the Mar- I'll take the Marlins win. I have Pablo Sorry, Lopez just... on my fantasy team, so I'll I'll completely take that five five innings, two hits, seven Ks. Really solid Dang. performance. That's that strong, damn. Man. That's damn strong. I'll take that man. all day. That's. I take hey hey Keller. If you got an abundance of pitching, you know, just, just talk to your boy here. I'm I might uh. I might be a Pablo Lopez supporter here. In hey, a couple I, weeks, so. you know, it was his first start of the season, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, get to my get to my box. Hey, if you if you turn back on the stream wire, don't hey, you he know won't, he won't be back on the waivers. Don't worry, he's, he's on my team. <laughs> okay, well, good deal. Hey, we'll we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, Fair enough. Right. <laughs> oh man, all right. So I'll do a buy pick, um, and I'm going to be selfish in my buy pick just because I've been following it. But I'm going to buy Kyle Lewis for this year. I mean, I was skeptical after the first, like, four or five games. But now that we're about 10 to 12 games in, however many they're in already, um, I mean, that dude just keeps producing. And he, he's hitting well. He's seeing the ball well. He's taking walks. He's not he's, – he's, he's being patient at the plate. Um, I've been watching those Mariners games, which is cool, because uh, I usually don't watch the the West Coast games as, as closely, so it's kind of neat to, to see that. But, I mean, he just has a real cool attitude about baseball, and he's he, he, um really cool guy in general. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pulling for him. Um, Kyle Lewis, yeah. man, I, I like him a lot. I'm buying that. Keller, you know, it was funny how – funny, too, uh, the ESPN game there a I was couple nights that. ago when his family was on the Zoom call. Yeah, it was very cool, man. His brother was like had it together, man. He, he caught everything too. That was neat. Yeah, that was kind of what I was referencing. He just seems like a cool dude and uh, one you can really root for. So I'm all in yeah. on Kyle Lewis. Um, glad I glad I grabbed him. But um, that was a little selfish pick. But I'll go uh, another another buy pick, uh, and that'll be my, my two for this round. Um, Castellanos in Cincinnati, man, he looked good. Um, that, that's, that was an excellent park for him to go from Detroit, Cincinnati, um, it, you know, in great American small park and man, he is thriving in Cincinnati. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Cassianos fan right now, underrated, uh, to come into the year, but having a huge year so far, um, I, I think keeps it up. So those are my two. Hey, when you, when you take the B deep, <laughs> yeah. that's saying sure something this year and he did. Yeah. To start the game tonight, that was yeah, man. impressive. Granted, Great American Small Park, but hey, That's man, right. you play where you play. I agree. All right. Um, you guys have some buy sales? Uh, yeah, Ryan, I think a buy. Um, I buy Aaron Judge <laughs> in the street. <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> buy, but help. <laughs> I bombed him to 480 off of it. Whoever right. the hell the Red Sox bring. Um, but yeah, I mean he's just killing it right now. Now I don't think he'll keep that. I mean, obviously the streak finally broke, but like I just feel that he. I mean, I don't. I just feel like this could be a time Mike Trout doesn't win the MVP, and it could be Judge because he'll be on the Yankees that are blowing everybody out in the AL, and that'll kind of help help matters. Yep. No, I mean, dude, he's been 
an absolute beast. Like, I don't know if you guys saw his monster home run last night. That thing just jumped off the bat. That was, that was an absolute monster. Um, yeah. Oh, the one off Arietta? Crushed that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, all of them, all of them are literally mammoth, mammoth, like skyscraper shots. You don't know when they're going to land or if they no, are no. ever going to land. So, yeah, but anyone has a cell pick? Uh, yeah. Well, Hey, you know what I was going to tell you? I mean, Keller, though, man, on Kyle Lewis, I mean, no. hitting 386, already with 17 hits. I mean, the only thing I look at him, though, and say I'm a little nervous about, yeah. 19 strikeouts. So that bat, that bat to ball ratio, like when he puts the ball in play, it's been a hit so far. The K number is a little high for me. But, man, I mean, the on base is still crazy high, though. I mean, he is, like you said, he is drawing some walks. I mean, wow. I mean, that's I'm so shocked that that K number is. He, well, that's already. that's his problem, and that's why he was that's pretty only... underrated coming up uh, this year, and and that's why he was. I think I picked him up in the last round of the draft on a flyer. Um, is because of his K rate. Um, it, it had been pretty bad, but I'd read some stuff that he's trying to work on it, and, and he's still not great. Um, it's still a high K rate, so you got to figure that Babbitt um, is going to normalize at some point, and he's not going to hit over 300. I mean, he's just that's not who he's going to be, but he's got the power. Um, he's got a little bit of speed. Um, I mean, I just we'll see. We'll see how it works out. But I'm I'm buying it for the short sixty game season. He's hot right now. I think he can keep it up um, for this year. I'm definitely buying it. We'll see how he's you know does in the longer season. And he's also yes. he's also very young too, though. I mean, so that's another positive for him. Hey, I, I got one for you, and I and I'm not really sure how how I view him, um, mm-hmm. but Mike Yastrzemski. For the uh, out in San Francisco, hitting 310, 473 on base, three homers, seven RBIs. Granted, two of those home runs were in one game, but Mikey Shrimsky is an interesting, interesting guy. I mean, he's walked 13 times. He's also struck out 13 times. I, I kind of want to buy him. And the, the Giants are just a weird team. I think they're a lot better. They, than They're a little better than we thought. Too. Yes. Now, now. I kind of want to buy. Him. I agree. I mean, the question is, you know, he has a. Pre- I don't know if he walks very much or if he K's a lot. I, what's his? You know how? You know what his K's are so far? Well, thir- okay. thir- thirteen strikeouts, okay, thirteen bad. walks. So strikeouts are a little high, but it's not bad. It's not bad. It's manageable. It's manageable. It's manageable. I mean, it's. I mean, thirteen is a little high, but it's not yeah. too terrible. I mean, yeah, it it is the highest of all the the top fifteen guys that they have in terms of I think yep. sorting this by ops over here is what it's sorting it by. He was the top he was the most on the board in terms of K's. Um I mean Miguel Rojas is continually throwing off all these stats. Like you just keep seeing him up here at seven hundred and it's like go get out of here. That's right. Um but oh, man. Ron do you yeah. have another buy other than other than uh yeah, Carol Let's yes. play a guessing game with you two. Try to get – now, this is before tonight, so anything that happened tonight doesn't count in these stats. Before tonight's games, who has the most – which pitcher has the most strikeouts? Yeah, was Shane gonna, I was going to say Shane Bieber for second. sure, right? He is second. Third. Second. Oh. Uh, did nope. somebody get third started well, on him or something? Uh, is it is it Sonny Gray? It is Sonny Gray. Hey, my boy, Sonny Gray. Yeah, he has, he has three stars. He's, got, 20, he he's got 28, so probably K yeah. for nine, yeah. Bieber's higher. But Sonny Gray, 18 innings, 28 Ks, 0.96 whip, 0. 0.7 or 0. 0.96 ERA, 0. 0.7 whip. He's off to a hot start for sure on a good yeah, team. Yeah, solid. 
Hey, he is he is carrying the two tacos <laughs> pitching staff right now, boys. Okay. It's always sunny uh, in Cincinnati this year. You do. So, you do. I love sunny gray. Absolutely. Well, that's cool, Ron. I didn't I, I I thought about him after I, I saw Blaine's team. Well, Beaver, I'm sure just passed him again back tonight. So but yeah, he had eight tonight. Yeah. I need him to have nine though, by the way. Like so <laughs> pretty pissed off about that. <sighs> and he had five through through two innings. Oh man. And then he just stopped striking out guys. Red started putting the ball in play. Hey. Reds have a good offense, though. They're, they're they are really are coming oh, yeah. around, no doubt. Absolutely. Let's let's um let's throw another name out there. Um, kind of a guy. I mean, he's on my team, guys. So I'm I'm gonna throw him out there. Do you buy or do you sell Colin Moran? We've talked about him before. I mean, leading the National League. Well, Castellanos passed him tonight, but I mean, the five homers. Is he a guy you're still buying or something? Uh, Moran? I mean, oh man, I, I think I'd probably sell Moran. Um, and I hate to be pessimistic when you play. I I just don't know if you keep up with that home run pace. Like, has he ever? And that's a question more than I don't know much about Colin Moran and, and his stats and underlying stuff. Has he been a power guy in in the past? He's a young. I mean, he's he's younger. Hasn't been in the majors very long. You kind of profile him to get to that twenty number um, on an on an on an average year for him. But you got to remember, he came over in the Garrett Cole trade. So he hasn't necessarily been, you know, in the show that long. Um, so obviously the five to start this year is kind of a, an uptick for him. But he he is he, – he I mean, he's a strong bat-to-ball guy. doesn't strike out very often. The on-base is in the 340s in 2018, 277 hitter the last two years. Now he, he only hit he only hit eleven home runs and thirteen mm. home runs the prior two seasons, uh, in four hundred and fifteen and four hundred and sixty at bats. So, talking about he's changed his approach this year at the plate, trying to drive the ball more. In, in the past, he was kind of a guy who would go oppo a lot, just try and put the ball in play. So it'll be interesting to see how those numbers kind of reflect. And obviously, hitting five in you know, in, in 35 or 33 at-bats. It is. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely if, – if you're talking change in approach, I mean, I guess that's one thing you look for in a player to have a turnaround breakout season is are they really doing something different or they just, you know, have a high BABIP or, or you know, a couple, you know, meatballs thrown to them that they, you know, turned around. I mean, it. it I guess it just depends on that. <laughs> one of those is from Kendall, so, you know, that's that, – So he's got four. Just exclude that from his numbers right now. <laughs> Yeah, he only has four actually. That one Fair enough. Uh, no, I mean, I think he could improve. Um, how much does he improve? I don't know. I mean, if he's only had eleven and thirteen home runs, I mean, could he get twenty in a full season? Yeah, probably. Um, but is he is he up there in like the thirties and forties? I don't know if he get there. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's intriguing, and as, as a Pirates fan, I'd definitely be excited about him. Um, I wouldn't sell him if I were you, Blaine. Um, but uh, you know, overall, I mean. We'll see. We'll see how if he comes back down to earth or not. Ryan, do you have thoughts on that? On Colin Moran? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, I think he's he's decent for what the Pirates are. I don't think he's like lead the National League in home runs. Good, basically. Uh, I mean, I think he'll maybe serviceable. He could be on. I mean, he's worth being on someone's team. He's usable, but I just I don't expect like a breakout to lead the league in home runs or anything like that kind of way. Yeah. 
I mean, it, I, I don't need it, Ryan. I, I, I can agree with you there. I don't I don't think he'll lead the NL at the end of the day. Um, we'll see. Uh, I would like to get your thoughts on one other player. Um, what do you guys think of Gio Rochella? I mean, he's number 19 on the player rater. He's top 20 on the player rater. Plays on the Yankees. I mean, could he really be having a breakout season um, and be like a top five uh, third baseman? I mean, that's kind of where he's at right now. Are, are we talking about Gio Rochella's top five fantasy third baseman? Yeah, he annoyed me a lot last week because Vaughn had him, and he <laughs> pretty much single-handedly got him some stats against I know. me. But <laughs> he, he hit a three-run uh, bomb last night and annoyed me too. So I'm right there with right. you, Ron, which is why I brought him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. – I mean, it's – and Yankees is – I mean, it's like – I mean, I know there was argument who, which one's worse – Great American Ballpark or Yankee Stadium, but Yankee Stadium is pretty easy to hit in, and and when you're in in a lineup like that, RBIs are going to be and runs are going to always be boosted. So I mean, I think he could be, you know, he could flirt with potentially being keeper material if he can't keep us up. It's, you never know. I mean, one thing I want to say just in general to like all things, even like if you're like Kyle Lewis, like it's a young guy off to a great start, but you know, like just like anything with pitchers and young guys, it takes a while sometimes that everybody get a book on them and then they could get like, You're I right. remember one Mitch Hanniger was like the next coming. He was killing it for the, for a first month, month and a half season. And, you know, then he kind of went away and I mean, some of it was injury issues, but like, so it takes, if this was just a, you know, the last week of July, after a full season, you're like, oh, it's just a hot streak. You know, no one would really buy it. But, like, when it's early, you don't want to make the mistake and do a Starling Castro for Francisco Lindor type deal. <laughs> hey, I'll do that deal every time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Time out, time out. Can we take a 20 here? Oh, you did that ever happen? Somebody really do that. Were, were you not in the R league when that trade happened? No. I don't, know if you were. I don't think so. I'll tell you the story. So, so Clay, uh, you know, being the Yankees homer that he is, it's, that was back when Starling Castro was playing for the Yankees. Well, first, Francisco Lindor Ooh. was his first round draft pick that year, and in three games over the first opening weekend, Lindor only had like one. He was like one for eleven or something, and Starling Castro had two home runs for the Yankees. And so Ryan, uh, I don't, was it who offered the deal? Did Clay I, offer it or did I you? Did. Yeah, Ryan offered him the deal, and he accepted it. And Starling Castor and gave up the money <laughs> after three days of wow. tasting. Wow! Wow! That's a bill this from the century. To, to right be there. fair, Blaine, this was this was when Lindor first got called up. It was his first year in the big leagues. He, he was he was one of those guys who I guess was a September call the year before. Uh, did, I don't know that he did a whole lot. I don't remember exactly, right, but right. I knew he was a top prospect. I needed an infield prospect. Was, I, yeah. Yeah, and I was and Clay drafted him with his first round pick and I and you know I I used Clay's Yankees Yankees bias to his, to my advantage and I decided I would go get the top prospect from Clay. <laughs> it's, it's, it, he's still on my team today. What is what would, <laughs> what is Clay? I mean Hey, I mean I I don't I can't remember exactly the um the deal I made with him for Judge, but I mean I I tried to bend him over the barrel and show him the 50 <laughs> states type of thing uh trying to get everything I could out of him. Um, in the judge deal, I don't even remember it now. Uh, that that tells you how bad, you know, my memory is on that. But hey, hey, I want to shell it too though. Twenty one home runs yeah. last year, so you can see the power there. Uh, three fifty five on base. You know what? I mean, maybe I don't know. That's 
seems a little strong. I, I'm not necessarily sure I'm going to buy him as a top five third baseman continually and, uh, you know, moving forward. But who knows? Yeah, right. that line, I think maybe part, part of it might be playing. To, uh, uh, he had 21 home runs, but how many at-bats did he have? I don't think he was a full-time player. He becomes a full-time player and, and the top six, seven hitters in that lineup. Definitely possible. Yeah. It's possible. Hey, hey, Ryan, let me ask you real quick. Is it? Do you guys have the access or, like, the database to all the deals that have been made? Because I, I'd, I'd kind of like to go back and, and see what all I'm I got. I'm sure we can find it. Um, uh, I do believe we have uh, transaction lists. Uh, we can, and we have all the sort of we may we may have to dig Fair that enough. up. For we can podcast. go through that maybe sometime and, and look at uh, yeah. maybe best and best and best trades. Yeah, best and worst trades. Oh, I like that. And being impartial, mm-hmm. not knowing like, not knowing some of these uh, some of these deals and like how it kind of went before I got in here would be real interesting to kind of yep. look at them now. Yep, I, I will sure, say yeah. I'm not sure how it has. I'm not sure on the history of that. Like, if we can see like seven years ago. All the trans counters or not? I have to look. I don't know if it shows that or not. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I'm I'm just checking real quick because I, I have it up. Um, let's see. Does it let you do that? Maybe it doesn't. Huh? Maybe it doesn't. We'll have to check it out. Hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure people. Some. Some. You know, Clay probably remembers exactly <laughs> who he got, who he had to give up to get judged, because he worked on that thing for a solid, felt like a half a season yeah. or something like that. So I'm sure he could figure it out. Hey, let I got another guy for you guys though. Are you buying or selling? Um, a guy out west who I I think the Giants are attempting. Never mind. I I, I look at his numbers again, and I, it's not even worth bringing him up because I was going to say Kevin mm-hmm. Gossman. Um. But let's, let's go to another one. I had a big argument with a buddy about this the other day. Nate Ovaldi or Jose Barreos? Who do you want between those I'm, two guys? I want Barreos. Barreos. That's an easy one That's what I said, too. He kept bringing up the – he kept – well, for, but I thought so, too. He's like, man, Ovaldi has better stuff. He, he can touch 100. And then I look at his regular season numbers. He kept bringing up the the two. Okay, well, that's also why. A Red Sox let's, let's, let, yeah. So, 2018 of Valdi was kind of, I mean, he kind of carried the big <laughs> stick and swung it too a little bit in that bullpen down there. So I, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from. And I actually just looked it up a Valdi. I'm gonna have to send him this. Valdi has given up the most hits in the MLB to this point. So. I kind of I'm gonna yeah. have to throw that at him now. Breos is tenth though. I mean, 14th, he has a so good fastball. Like Breos looked real good today against the Pirates. Fastball, too, but he, he is K to oh, nine. Yeah, doesn't match is, up with that fastball, which means he doesn't have pizza. Not at all. I mean, Anything MLB else. guys can yeah, catch up to a exactly. fastball. Exactly. And when he and when he's a reliever, exactly. And when he's a reliever, he could bring that 100 mile per hour and could dial it up and touch it up even more. When he's starting and trying to go five or six innings, he's only in the mid 90s instead of that touch and triple digits. Yep. No, you're Makes absolutely right. I, I don't I, I think Barrios is, is more consistent, better team for wins. Um, younger. He's uh, younger. I'm not, I'm not on better. the Evaldi train. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I just, I just had to, I just had to make sure that I wasn't crazy. No, you're That's not. Any, any, uh, any other guys you want to bring up, Ron? You got one? Well, no, this was just kind of quick. Cause I was looking back through the league history. This is kind of a cool thing. Uh, I was trying. I can't find the transactions, 
but I found I went back to our very first season in 2011 and looked at the I pulled up the draft recap. So like just just to show you how much things have changed in what nine years, ten years, nine years. Yeah. Um, in our in that season, the first uh, 34 picks. So the very first 34 picks, everyone take. Not a single one of those is a keeper now. It, you take you have to wait till the 35th pick in 2011 for a, a current keeper in Clayton Kershaw. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. I can if you want. To, I'll run through the list super fast just to see. Here's all the names that are not keepers anymore in order from starting with pick one. Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, Hanley Ramirez, Ryan Braun, Evan Longoria, Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, Robertson Cano, Troy Tulowitzki, Joey Valdo, Carlos Gonzalez, David Wright. That's round one. Wow. Round two, you got Mark Teixeira, Felix Hernandez, Roy Halladay, Prince Fielder, Tim Lincecum, Cliff Lee, Kevin Euclid, Josh Hamilton, Ryan Zimmerman, Dustin Pedroia, Matt Kemp, Ryan Howard. And then in round three, you got... Big time, Kevin Euclid. Love it. Good God, <laughs> you gotta love him, man. And then wow. Rad, yeah. Hey, man, oh, you got yeah, future Hall sure. of Famers on that list though. Early in the early on, so you know, and, and Captain America and David Wright there at the back end around one. Mm-hmm. That was okay. Two thousand eleven. Ten years now. Okay, well, it's, it's fair. That's fair. It's a man. Whole, we're at a ten year anniversary of this though. league. I did okay. not realize that. <laughs> hey, hey. You really drafted well if you still have a keeper from 10 years ago. Whoever did that. Well, it's not on a team anymore because Clayton Kershaw was taken by, uh, let's see, Eric took him back then. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, he's over 25 now. Right, right. Five years ago, right? (laughs) (laughs) From everything I saw, that's Eric. I kind of love it, but. He's the fantasy cradle robber. That's right, oh, man. Get them while they're young, man. There's grass in the field, play ball, I guess. That's Eric's motto. So, you know. Hey, guys, I do have one thing I got to tell you real quick. I'm looking this up. I've never seen this in my life. Um, no one will probably know this other than Vaughn and, and Billy and a few of the other Bucko fans. Miguel DePoza for the Buccos has eight walks, no strikeouts, one and two-thirds innings pitch, four earned runs allowed. 2160 earned run average. He threw the wild pitch that gave up the like the tying run last night. That is <laughs> dreadful. An eight walk to no strikeout average, a whip of six. Why is that guy in the majors? Like, why is he Jesus not down at the campsite? I have no idea. Well, because there's like two other, three other dudes that are in the bullpen mm-hmm. that have like sore arms, quote unquote. Cal Crick, because he can't throw mm-hmm. the ball over the plate. Um, just I, I just saw that and was like, holy moly, yeah. that's uh. That's that's, un- that's unforeseen, you know. Hey, question, Ryan. How how do you like to view, you know, uh, in a situation like Soroka, right, out for the season with the injury, show going on the DL with, with the injury? How do you like to kind of view those situations in terms of when you keep, when you don't keep with how old somebody is? When do you kind of start looking at that and wondering, you know, when does that guy kind of pass his – "Quote unquote use or shelf life, especially when you have to sit so, him out for a whole." Is season. my my barometer basically this year? It's like I think if two years ago, I think I'd have kept sale. Yeah. Um, but I, I just couldn't. Uh, I think when they get to be over 32, 33, it's just they're always going to have, in my opinion, at that point they're injury prone, and I'm just not going to wait on them. 
I mean, there's got to be someone else that, that can fill in at that point that I can just reload with. I mean, it sucks, but, I mean, in Soroka's case, though, super young, he was getting even better. I, I think you've got to keep Soroka. Um, but, I mean, p- yeah. part of it is when they get hurt. Because if, if I'm going to have to keep a guy that's not going to play until June or July of the next year, that that, that really hurts me because that's almost like throwing away a keeper spot. And, and I don't really – Usually, I'm really not willing to do that. So, um, really, if they're not, if they're going to miss more than like probably two months, I'm probably not keeping them unless they're a super stud. But that's me. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any different thought? Yeah, sir. To be honest, I probably Circa's good, but I I probably wouldn't keep him. And yeah, I miss. Well, hold on. How? What is? His injury diagnosis exactly like how long is that going to affect him? Torn Achilles, he's out until um, he's, like he's definitely out for for a while, and they say it's definitely for this year. Next year, but like how far is he into next year? It, it could be a month or two into next year before he's back. Yeah, yeah, because well, I was cause when I was thinking about this, yeah. I was thinking about like Tommy John. Like if it was like a Tommy John, I'd definitely I'd have to look more into this and. Yeah, and like for now, you just put them in your DL, and you can wait till March to make that decision, and see or February to make that decision once yeah. you have a better idea. But in general, like if it would have been like a Tommy John case, like I pretty much would only keep someone that's not going to play a majority of the season is if they're about a top thirty pick. I mean, top twenty, top thirty, you know, overall pick in the entire league. If they're not that good, then they're then they're a replacement level. I mean, if we're like in the 60s, 70s, they're a replacement level keeper. If you can find someone of even similar caliber, just take the guy that's that's healthy. Yeah. Um, so like a Michael Copeland, nah, for oh, example, no. you're not no, probably you're probably not keeping him either. Now he now he yeah. is continuing to Somebody's be kept, got him, right? As far as I'm yeah. I wouldn't keep him. Yeah. It's just interesting to see certain guys like that. How long are you willing to kind of sit there and weigh on the shelf life for him? You know, it, it, I think show is the, the alternate interesting case here for me because, you know, pitching wise, he's supposedly has this amazing arm and has done some great things, but then he can hit too, but then he kind of clogs up the rest of your lineup with Cruz, who I could have drafted, but I thought show, you know, would he continue to do what he does, you know, every day? It's mm-hmm. like an Ozuna case, for example. Uh, Roberto Ozuna kind of being hurt right now. I, they're, they're just, I feel like this year we've seen so many guys already that are kind of in that, man, how long are they going to be out? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? You don't even know. And, by the way, I'm looking at the Marlins uh, injury list right now. Holy cow. Wow. It literally takes up the entire page. Yeah, it, it is wild. <laughs> wild, wild. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. But, I mean, it's – it's. I mean, like, just certain – just those, those guys. Like, how long do you really feel like you can hold on to them? It's, it also depends if it's your favorite team. Like – I could see keeping Soroka if you're a Braves fan, or you know if that if I, I had Soroka, I, I would have some attachment. You really like the guy if it's close enough, it's fine. But like in general, it has to be top thirty for me. Hey, I'm going to tell you guys though, the Pirates IL list is marveling the the Marlins. Actually, it's rivaling the Marlins. Marveling, it's a marvel how terrible the list is, but it's actually rivaling the Marlins right now. <laughs> it actually might be longer. And they're all pitchers too. Unbelievable! My goodness. So, yeah, and that's that's for the Pirates. They they're already struggling enough to have to deal with injuries. Um, but uh, all right, guys. Um, let's see. I don't know if we have anything else on the plate. Um, 
I think I think that might yeah, we, we can go through that time. and then in the end it end it from there. Um about an hour in. So we'll we'll do that and then we'll uh, call it a podcast. So yeah. uh playoff predictions. You wanna you wanna kick it off, Blaine, on how we'll go about this? Well, I mean, I, I was just kind of looking. I mean, you know, we're all 10 games through now, or some teams that play 11. Kind of gives us a little more of an idea, especially now that there's eight teams of kind of looking at, okay, who's where, who's what, what's going on, sort of gives you a little more of a uh, kind of a blueprint to look at as, as to who's kind of making making it in and kind of the trends this year. So, um, I mean, I think there's obviously one one division where you kind of feel like, that one team has kind of taken over, and that would probably be at this point the Cubs in, in the NL Central, um, in the National League side. But I mean, how how solidified do you feel like the Cubs are? Obviously, to the Yankees in the AL, probably would say the same thing. But uh, where where do you kind of go there, Ryan? I mean, the Braves have done well in the NL East, but I'm not sure it's put away because just the well, lack of I mean, games I, played. I was others. pretty high on the Braves heading into yesterday's game, um, but now with Soroka out and and Fultonovich out and um, just the rotation's kind of a young mess at the moment. Um, I mean, it could be a, it could be good by the end of the season with some experience, but I think they'll struggle a little bit uh, to be consistent game to game. So I, that's not a lock. But I don't think any team in there has really blown me away either. I mean, the Nationals have been mediocre. The Mets have been terrible. Their bullpen's a dumpster fire. Uh, the Phillies, I mean, they've only played four games, so who knows? They could easily be a contender. We just don't know enough. Um, same with Miami, but I mean, you figure they fall off after a while. I mean, they're playing their taxi squad for every game, essentially triple a. So yeah, they're going to get crushed. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I feel like it's probably a two team race and the, oh, Mets, the Mets, are Mets, gonna, Mets aren't going to, Mets aren't going to be a contender in the, in the, in the least. It's going to be between Atlanta, Washington, Philly. What, what happened? What happened with the Mets this year? I mean, damn, talk about Yonas Estes, by the way, for a second here. <laughs> Holy cow. Like what in the world? How how do you come to the conclusion that you're just not even going to show up to the ballpark the next day? Like in, in a contract year of all of all things as well. Like oh, that really shows potential former guys that want to or guys that are future that want to own you or uh, have you on your team. Yeah, man. I let's let's go with yo. Let's put him out there. He's going to just <laughs> leave in the middle of the night and not tell anybody. You know so. Runaway yo here, like God, a runaway bird. It was so bad. It's so unprofessional. But I mean, so I mean, I, I guess let's I mean, you just kind of break it down and go. You know, maybe start with the National League okay. and say in the East and then Central yeah. and West, and then kind of go from there. Uh, Ryan, who, maybe start with Ike and who yep. he thinks in the East, and then kind of okay. Go so from there. East of both or AL? Where are we starting? Yeah, we go in now. And uh, so. All right, so we got two coming from every division, where, and then also the two wild cards. So starting in East, mm-hmm. I still think Braves are one of the two. I mean, even though they're pitching, they're I think they're plenty fine to get into the playoffs. It's just they're pitching, unless they do some kind of trade. I just don't see them getting far because pitching will be too important at that point. But they'll they'll offense their way to one of the two spots. Um, yeah, I don't like. I said I don't like the Mets. Don't like. I still don't believe the Marlins, despite their three and one record. I'm not going to believe in them. Uh, I guess the Nationals haven't got to play much, but those three starters, I still think, gets them a spot. Um, I don't think they get a. I don't think a, a, another wild card team comes out of there. So I just think it'll probably be Nationals and Braves. 
Yeah. Um, you want me to take the? Do you want to take the East, Blaine, or do you, do you want to take it? I was I was gonna say I mean I, not a lot yeah. to really add from what I just said. I mean, I think in the end the Nationals are the biggest beneficiary of obviously the Soroka injury, um, and that'll kind of allow them to maybe not necessarily play their best ball at times, but probably still be able to find a way. And also the double headers for them, I think, is really beneficial to Washington because they can throw Scherzer seven innings, Corbin seven innings, and and uh, you know. And, and Strasburg, if he can ever get back and healthy, seven innings, boom, you've, you've eliminated the bullpen, and you've maybe got yourself three wins in those doubleheaders coming up. So I think that's real big for Washington. I think Philly, though, let's let's not count them out yet. They had to play the Yankees. They're going to play them again a couple games, and then we're going to see where Philly's at. Philly needs to get a couple wins here and not fall too far behind before we get going. Um I'm going to say Washington wins the division, and I think Atlanta and Philly are both right there. I'll probably go with the Braves, but I think Philly's going to going to still maintain it, and keep it interesting. Yeah. And you know, another addition by the Nats as well. We didn't we didn't talk about the player thing. I think the Josh Harrison addition in Washington is going to be a real interesting it move. Could be, it very much could be. I could see it. I mean, well. Uh, He's a winning player. Add him to another a core yeah. of guys that know how to win. Give him some p- position flexibility all over the diamond. That's good utility player. He'll, good he'll thrive there. I mean, they, I mean, Michael Taylor's is similar in my opinion, and I think he does well in Washington. So uh, that'll be good. Um, no, good, good point, Blaine. I like that. Um, all right. So yeah, I mean, I don't have any, anything else to add. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll just take the Braves over the Nationals just because I want to, but I can see that going either way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the Braves lineup a lot right, better than the right. Nas- Nationals lineup, but I mean, there's a lot of baseball to play, and things can still happen. So the seeding is going to be really important too, though. I think you know, do you win that division? Or are you getting to host the game? Are you getting to host that series or not? So. I think it's going to be real important to win that division still. And the purists can continue to be so excited about that. And, and they should be. you got to win I the agree. division. That's the most important thing. All right, Ron, you want to go with the NL Central? NL Central. Well, I mean, obviously it's a homework pick, but also the fact that they're up four games. Now, obviously, we got to figure out the bullpen, but I think Cubs are going to be at least one of those two um, that make it. Um and I think everybody's preseason pick was the Reds. I think they just had a slow start between Bauer, Castillo, and Sonny Gray. That three pitching will be good. No, they'll, they'll get hot. I mean, they could still come back and beat the Cubs for the division. But I think those, I think those are going to be the two teams that come out of the Central. Um, not hot with Brewers, even though they lost Lorenzo Cain. I felt not that the bat kills him, but I, I've seen that he's like one of the best center fielders. So I think it hurts him defensively. I don't think the Brewers. Cardinals, I could see um, maybe being one of the wild cards, but I'm actually probably going to be leaning more towards Rockies and Padres being wild cards all coming from the West. Yeah. No, good good analysis, uh, Ron. You want to go? You want... It's pretty, yeah, pretty it was good. good there, Ryan. Uh, I, I'll say this. I think the Cubs will end up faltering in the division. The bullpen is just so damn bad, and the starters are old, man. Granted, this this longer or this shorter season kind of helps them out, but the Reds' pitching is too good. They're only down four. I think the Reds will come back and, and get that done. 
and win that division. And I think the Cardinals will definitely be there in the end. You got to think, you know, they've also had some time now to rest, recoup. It's the Cardinals. I'll put them in. And, and the Cubs are – I mean, the Cubs start has essentially assured them to be one of the eight teams in the playoffs. I don't think there's any question about that. As much <laughs> as I'd like to kind of yeah. move them out of there, they're, they're, they're still going to – they're going to yeah, be no. I think the Reds will win the division, but I think the Cubs will still I, be one I, of the eight I teams. I agree with you guys. I, I think as you see it and, – and I know it's easy to say this with only 10 games or 11 games in, but – as you see the central standings right now with the Cubs, uh, Reds, and St. Louis, I think all three of those teams make the playoffs. I agree, Ryan. I don't like Milwaukee. Um, I don't, I'm not sure their lineup's really that all that great. They lose Kane. That hurts. Um, St. Louis will if, once they resume playing, um, that they'll they'll find their way to, to wins and and they'll be they'll make they'll beat out um, the the East te- teams, uh, the Mets, Miami. I don't think Philly gets there this year. Just their pitching staff, I'm not sure I like that much um, outside of NOLA. And then, you know, but I agree. I think for Cincinnati, Blaine, I do believe they can come back. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them, too. That offense is starting to click a little bit. I've been watching them a lot. Uh, those 6-10 starts have been great for the Reds, especially, you know, if you've got 8 o'clock game or a 7 5 yes. or whatever, uh, to watch a little bit of baseball before you get into your games. Red's offense is starting to kind of find it, starting to click a little bit. You got to think Moustakas has been out for a while. You've got Votto and Sinzel who've had some COVID type issues. They're starting to find themselves. Um, get time. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be right there. Come come time to finish off. But one other thing too, the Cardinals have lost to the Pirates. So That's true. just throwing it out there. That's and they should and they could have they could have lost two or three to the Pirates. Maybe even. You know, so let's – the Cardinals may not be – they may not be as good as we're maybe even giving them credit for yet. We haven't seen it really That's true. this year. We haven't seen it. Um, I mean, there's not they, – they've played a lot less games. So, um, no, it'll be interesting. That that division is still fluid. Even though the Cubs have a nice lead, which does give them an advantage, I think it definitely puts them in the playoffs. It's just a matter of where they finish. Um, in our West, um, I'll start with that one. Um, look, Colorado has been great. Uh, their pitching has been outstanding, um, which is crazy to think being in course, but they've been great. Um, their offense looks really good. They were uh, they were a pick of mine that I, I just always thought they were better than people were giving them credit for in the preseason, and, and so far they've proven me right. But um, if the pitching staff can hold up, man, they're going to challenge the Dodgers. I mean, if that pitching staff holds up, we'll see. It's a long summer. Um, man, Marquez has been a sensational. Yeah, man, he's been really good. I mean, he has been – Wow, he's been really good. When you outpitch the A's the way they did, the way they pitched outpitched the A's in Oakland, that kind of almost put had to put them on the radar as being like, damn, the Rockies are. The, I mean, the Rockies they, are they, they look really good. Um, that lineup's pretty deep and, and pretty scary. I mean, I I picked uh, Garrett Hampson in the draft, and I really regret that because he doesn't really play anymore. But that just tells you how deep the Rockies lineup is. So I mean, no, they've been good. Um, Dodgers are definitely going to be there. Um, they've had a little bit of a slow start. Um, but they'll pick it back up. They'll, they'll win the division, I think. But Colorado's going to give them a run. But it, another team, and I like this team at the beginning, and I told you guys you know, in a preseason podcast, to beware of San Diego. Man, this team looks good. All three of these teams are going to be really tough outs in the playoffs. I really like all three of them. Um, there's no way San Francisco or Arizona are winning this division. Oregon making the playoffs. I think definitely all three of these teams make the playoffs. Hey, spot on, Keller. Spot on. 
I'm, I actually think the Padres can win this division. Uh, the only the only thing holding them back is just that youth yeah. right now. So it probably in the end will be the Dodgers. I mean, I'm sitting here watching the Dodgers and the Padres right now. And their broadcasting crew before the game said it just has a different feel. They actually feel like they can compete now, whereas in the past maybe they didn't yeah. feel they could. Uh, so San Diego is going to be right there, no doubt. I, I don't know, though, man. Colorado is still to me the pitching is still – worrisome to put them in to lock them into the playoffs but an eight and two start they're probably going to be one of the eight teams that get in like you said though keller i mean dodgers padres and rockies probably all three you know will have an opportunity to play i, I think in it'll October. be two teams from the east two from central two from west that's how my thought is ryan what do you think yeah i mean you're a spot on that and i forgot when i was thinking the west because uh, I like the two other teams, the Rockies and the Padres, to make it just like you do. I still think the Dodgers end up coming out of there, but the Rockies and Padres will keep it close. But uh, for some reason, I was only thinking one division winner, so that only takes up one wild card. So I would probably say that the card, I would pick Cardinals to get that second wild card. But I think Cardinals are coming as the ace. I think they're the ace seed and have to play whoever has the best record um, yep. first. But yeah, you're spot on on. The West. So we're writing yes. off the Diamondbacks, yeah. though. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Gone. See ya. Okay. Next season. Bye. That's where I'm at. So we're death, death chaining, death chaining we're seller, Arizona. Man. Yes. I give Phillies a better okay. chance than Arizona. Okay. Absolutely. I think, I'm, I think I agree with you on that, Ike. I think I agree with you on that. I mean, just more games to play to, more Ws. Just the whole – averaging what to be equaling three games as compared to what it was before. So getting those losses already and losing them already. And they're getting beat tonight by the Astros yeah, as well. Crushed. It's probably going in the wrong direction it, in a it, hurry. I'll give them so a walkie a better right chance in Arizona. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, you're probably right, just because the Cubs are going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, real, realism, realism here, and also because the Padres, the Rockies, and the Dodgers yeah, are going nowhere. So, I agree. All right, well, let's take it to the AL. Um, I'll kick off the AL East. I mean, it's pretty clear cut right now with the Yankees going that division. I'm not, and I think the Rays <laughs> will turn it around, and, and they'll be there at the end. They had a rough series against Baltimore, which is somehow has a winning record, and it's probably going to make us look foolish for our preseason podcast. Uh, but they'll fall. There's no way. Uh, don't you, don't you, don't you go there yet, Keller, on the Orioles. Don't you start believing in them yet, okay? All right. Give it some time. Give I mean, they're, time, already, right? they're already Give like a time. third of the way there on the wins we said they'd get, Blaine. <laughs> so. Well, hey, hey, I'm glad it was 20 and a half and not the 15 I kept yeah. going for. So, you know. I, I, hey, but their run differential, they're already at That's minus true. seven on their run differential already. I mean, they're going to play the Yankees a bunch more. The fact that they beat the Red Sox in that opening series is still a no, shocker to me. Uh, I don't, I don't know, you know. But hey, but they did sweep, they did sweep the Rays though. So, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but I think you, you got to agree that it's probably Yankees. Is the AL East no, going to get no. a third team in the playoffs? No, totally no. disagree. Tampa eventually crawls their way out there. Like, oh, no, I'm not saying they are. I'm just asking, no. are they going to get no. their team in there? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I don't see it. So I think we move on yeah. to the AL Central then, because there's no. I mean, Toronto. I mean, is Toronto is Toronto even? No. 
in the conversation. They they have well they've missed a lot of played some games that they didn't get to play. They're behind on the eight ball there, but yeah, I don't think they'll be good enough. And mm-hmm. I guess the Rays will turn around and be second place because it's not going to be the Red Sox, and I definitely don't think it's the Orioles in the long run. Eventually, they'll fall off. The Rays. I mean, Tampa's only a game right. behind Baltimore so, right now. Okay, so it's they're already they're already almost right. there. So by default, back. I'd go Rays, but I don't. That's not like I love their chances to do much in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, I think if they get in the playoffs, I think they're dangerous. Mm, they just have to get we'll there. Yeah, that pitching, that pitching might might improve as, as the year goes on. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, but you're right. I think if the two two teams yeah. make it um, from the East, because it's guaranteed. Just so we're clear, it's guaranteed the top two teams in each division make it. Right. Right. That's what I thought. Yes, okay. it is absolutely. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. So, so both New York and, and Tampa. I, I, I don't know for sure. Do, do they do? Do you know for sure? I, I don't know this hundred percent. Is the seating locked in one through six, or is it like locked in one through three, and then you could even be the Rays could have the eighth best record and be and end up being second place in the division, but they end up getting the sixth seed. I don't know how they're doing that. Does anybody have any? We I know that. I don't sure. know that for sure. I don't either. I, that could be intriguing. Yeah. You know, I'd yeah. imagine that they're wild card team, but everybody else is the wild card team. So I'd imagine that. If you're second place in the division, you could have the eighth best record and you could be the last team in. But is there a thing? I heard some people say that there's a thing where you could yeah. choose the something about choosing an opponent. Is that a thing? Yeah. Or? Not 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 this year. Not this year. That's the proposed oh, okay. format in the future of the two through seven deal. I don't know that I like the expanded playoffs in the future, but let's get into that in a separate episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the AL yeah. Central. We can go on that for yeah. days, really. AL Central, I'll let uh, I'll let one of you guys kick that one. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead. I mean, I, I think Minnesota might be the best team in baseball. Uh, that offense is for real. The bullpen's pretty good. The rotation is continuing to improve. If Barrios can kind of learn from Kentamite and Rich Hill and Odorizzi. Minnesota's good, and they kind of have a vibe to them right now. The White Sox are coming on strong as well. Cleveland, I think there's definitely three teams from the AL Central in the postseason this year. Cleveland needs to figure it out with the offense. I mean, that pitching is outstanding, but they're not hitting at all. I mean, they find a way tonight to come back and beat Cincinnati. The Fran Mel Reyes two-run bomb was huge for them, but they got to figure it out a little bit. But I think they'll still be one of the eight teams in the postseason for sure. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. One thing you said, Rich Hill, isn't he out? Isn't Rich Hill uh, hurt? Something got tweaked. I believe he is. I believe he's uh has a shoulder injury on that deal. Yeah, yeah. So that'll hurt a little bit, but they'll be okay. They'll still win the division, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll they'll hit enough to beat a lot of those other teams. And actually, Oda Rizzi is also one there. Homer Bailey too. So they're. They're kind of banged up. But can I can I, can I throw some trivia so. out there? As of as of uh, as of the current games, who actually has the most runs scored in the AL? It's not Minnesota. Just say so you White know. Sox. It's the White Sox. Yep, sure it is. Probably is the White now, Sox. Now they need some pitching help, but you know if we're if we're going to talk about the Central, we've got to talk about the White Sox because they're having a really hot start to play. Um, their rookies and young guys look look really good. That their their team's going to improve a lot. They just really need to find some pitching. 
um, after Giolito. So, I mean, if they can get some good pitching and then some quality starts out of some other starters and save some of their bullpen, which isn't great to begin with, then, I mean, they'll be, they'll be a contender. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to write them off on beating out Cleveland for the guaranteed second spot. No, I think both Chicago and Cleveland both make playoffs. I think out of any of these divisions, these are clearly the top three in a division. So I, I think, I think you definitely get all three mm-hmm. of these teams. in. Yeah. I actually think you're right, though, in saying that they are going to be Cleveland. Uh, I wouldn't spot. be surprised. The way they're hitting right now, I mean, and their bullpen's okay, but they can kind of, like you said, get some pitching. I think they yeah, are going to come in second place. I, I think Minnesota's going to run away with it. but well, hey, and, they're, and they're playing hot yep. now, too. Uh, you start one and four and you've won six straight, they're, getting, they're yeah. gaining confidence. So next time we even talk, the White Sox may even be – even coming even closer to playing with the twins, although I, I think I'm with you, Keller. I think the I think the twins end up running away with yeah. it. Hopefully, yeah, Ryan, I agree. Any additional thoughts? No, pretty much the same with you all said. Twins, I think win it. I think definitely White Sox and Indians make it. Not sure who will finish second, but one of them will get the wild card, and three teams will come out. That's interesting. Yep. You want to you want to keep going with the West, Ron? Yeah, West. Um, I, I had actually high hopes that Texas could be okay before, but once like Kluber went down, I just I don't have any faith in them anymore. Seattle's been a little intriguing how they've started out, um, but I, I just I don't know that I buy that it will continue how decent they've been. Um, Astros losing Verlander hurts, but they're going to be a playoff team just because their batting is going to get them to playoffs. Oakland. Solid Angels, um, solid. I guess since we only have two, we have to, three teams have to come from this one. So I guess that would be Astros, A's, and Angels all making it. But I'm not 100 percent sure who I would pick to win it. Really, I guess A's maybe, but I don't feel confident in any any of the three to for sure be the winner. Yeah, I mean, when you look at who the eighth team out of the AL is going to be, it really makes you pause a bit because, yeah. I mean, you, you wouldn't expect yeah. that Detroit – Pause for causing – I mean, it is because, I mean, Seattle has a decent offense. they got a lot of youth and some promise, but, man, their pitching is literally terrible. Um, Texas, I don't think they're going to be that great anymore with, with Kluber out. I think that hurts them a lot. Angels – their run differential suggests they should be a little better, so maybe they can turn it around. Mike Trout comes back from eternity. Uh, you know, he could he could surge them. So I think the Angels probably have the best shot. Ryan, I, I'd agree. Um, but it, it brings back into question Toronto and the AL East because, I mean, the, you have a weak NL East, weaker NL East than we initially thought. Um, you don't like Boston and Baltimore mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, Toronto could just by default have a better record because of the, their strength schedule is easier than somebody else in the West or the Central. Um, so, I mean, Toronto kind of comes back into play a little bit. I mean, it might not be that unfathomable. It's possible. Do, do they ever come back into play? I think, you know, though, Seattle, I, I'm going to disagree with you talking about the Angels in terms of regression, bringing it back. The other night, Andrew Heaney, through five innings, had thrown 65 pitches, six strikeouts, one walk, dealing. Joe Madden takes him out. The bullpens have given up eight runs. If they're going to be managed that way, we're trusting that bullpen, they are in trouble. They will not make the postseason. 
Seattle has a better opportunity with the young core and kind of the enthusiasm they have than the Angels okay. do making the postseason, unless some things change and the Angels start really hitting a little bit better than they have been to this point. I think you're right, though, like about the the uh, the Astros' offense being enough to carry them probably in to the postseason. Although the one thing you got to think about too is the NL West is supposedly so good as compared to what you said about the you know the NL East maybe not being as good as we thought. So I think that I'm going to go ahead and say I do yeah. think the Blue Jays might sneak back in there to the postseason. And, man, put it this way. It's either going to be Toronto or Seattle somehow that sneaks into yeah. that eight seed, in my yeah. opinion, to the postseason. And I'm going to be happy as hell to watch it, <laughs> although they're going to get the Yankees and they're probably not going to win that no. series. But – I think it'd be fun. Be fun. To, it'd be fun to see Seattle, like you said, Ryan, in the top about kind of that team. They're 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 young. Get the country an opportunity to watch Lewis. I really like Altavella at the back of that bullpen. They just need some help in the pitching, um, which I think the whole AL West really, you could say right now, needs help in the pitching department, except yeah. for the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's are going to run away with this division because they can pitch yep. and that bullpen's good. They're finally starting to get yep. some offense coming along. The A's might run away with this. I'm so glad I bet them after the Verlander injury. I'm going to have $150 in my yep. pocket come September because the Oakland A's, because they're going to run no, away. I with agree. This. I agree. And and hide and hide. Yeah, um, no, it's not going to be close. You know. Well, um, no, nah, it's been it's been a great episode. I think uh, unless there's something uh, else you guys have to add, I think uh, we'll wrap this one up. Does the hey? Let me ask the killer real quick. Does the format change? your opinions on who actually gets deep in deep in October now as compared to what it was before. Cause I kind of think the Padres are more sneaky now and a team I'd re, be more willing to pick to go farther because they don't have yeah. to deal with the wow. No, you're right on that blend. I'm, I'm, I don't think you're wrong. Um, it definitely benefits teams that have a good solid, you know, top three uh, versus maybe a, just a deeper one through five. I think it's it's gonna it's gonna highlight elite pitching. Cleveland Cleveland's well, dangerous, man. If they, they make it, they're dangerous because their top three is so good. Yeah. Um, same with Washington. Washington Nationals are really dangerous. Um, L.A. pretty dangerous, uh, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it benefits certain teams more than others just based on rotation, um, uh, top end of the rotation, and I think that makes it more important in free agency too. We haven't talked about that a lot, but. Um, knowing this going forward, teams are going to want to stack the top end and do some of this piggybacking on the back yep. end um, with long relief, just mm-hmm. knowing that, hey, once you get to the playoffs, it's a three-game series and I'm already, you know, in the next round. So, um, no, I mean, I think it's – it's and, and you can get through playoffs with, you know, three pitchers and, and piggybacking, you know, maybe once. You can. Just don't piggy. Just don't piggyback when a guy has literally shut down an entire team. Yeah. Don't schedule the piggyback. If a guy is dealing through three innings, like Brault was on Sunday for the Buccos against the Cards yep. or against the Cubs. Yep. Keep him in, and you can always bring the other guy the piggyback in in a couple innings later, and then vice versa. I cannot stand when they schedule dudes. It's it's annoying. Just a thought to real quick too, Ryan. I don't we want to see Cleveland as the seven seed versus oh, yeah. the Yankees as the two, somehow the twins where Oakland runs away and Clay is just shaking <laughs> in his boots. He is sweating. He cannot he won't leave his house that weekend when the Indians come come to New York for the postseason and he's got to stare yeah. down those three pitchers. Oh man, I, I 
I want to see every Yankee. I want to see Yankee Nation. No, I agree. I agree, man. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I no, mean, that would be one thing as the cut. Like, I wouldn't want to – I mean, the, I mean, obviously you don't want to play the Dodgers, but, like, other than the Dodgers, like, I'd hate the, uh, just the Nationals just, just because of those three pitches. Even though they're hitting doesn't scare me compared to a lot of teams. It would just be tough to go. And you should be nervous about San Diego, no, too. Lamette and Paddock. Pa- Lamette, Paddock, and then – you probably need yeah, Davies. They got pretty, two. He's got not two, bad, though. Okay, yeah, you're probably right about that. It's yeah. not the same. I got level, uh, one bonus thing that because I was looking up earlier back in that 2011 thing that I mentioned. Blaine, you probably won't know this since you weren't in the league then. But I'll have Ryan guess. So I looked I quickly. I, I don't think I missed anybody, but I quickly looked through all the entire draft from 2011. Three people, three players drafted that year are still on or are, are currently a keeper for that same team today. Two people have had it the whole entire Ooh. time. One person yep. has, has been traded and then traded back. So can you, you know who any of those three people are? Around? I know who one is. I know who one is. They're still on my one. team. Freddie, yep. Freddie Freeman. Wait, round did you draft him? Drafted him in the, I want to say, sixth or seventh round. Oh, where did I draft him? House, you got to steal that back then. For uh, where did I get him? 17th round. Oh, wow. that was when he was just up and coming. So like, he so was Ike, Ike. Yeah. So, this is a this is a 17th, yeah, 17th round, 2011. He got Freddie Freeman. Wow, that's insane. So, Kershaw is one of them, too, right? No, Kershaw is a keeper now, but he's not on the team uh, that he was drafted. Okay, okay, okay. Got one. Can you name the other two? Ooh, man. Yeah, let me think. Ooh, man. I'll tell you, here's some clues. One was drafted in round five. One was drafted in round eight. Round five one was has traded teams a couple times, but it is back to the original owner, and the round eight's been on that team the whole time. Oh. An eighth-round keeper. That's pretty good. Is it Donaldson? No. Can we get a hint here? Ike? Yeah. Um, it's in the team name. <laughs> is one of oh. them. Oh. Wow. Still in the team name? It's been his team name for the whole nine, ten years. Round eight. It's his team name right now. Name the 12 teams in our league, and it'll come to you. <laughs> um, man. Okay. Just got bucked. Uh, man. It's a pitcher. Scherzer. For Scherzer yeah, the best. Yeah, Max Scherzer has been on for Scherzer the best for all since existence. Round eight. I tried to help you, man. Kelly. I know. I tried. I tried, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, I don't so have my for... computer up anymore. I shut down my computer, so I don't. Yeah. I don't have that up. Who so else? The only other person memory. who's got what a team? Uh, I guess other than Scherzer is is your team, Mike, that has a player's name in it. Well, maybe De Young as well for uh, Kim Dong Young. Yeah. Yeah. But he hasn't been around since 2011. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's an expansion club as well. Sweet. All right. So there's one other so guy you're saying, Ron? 
there's one more, but he hasn't been on that person's team the whole time. He was traded, but then he was traded ultimately back. So he's left and came back. Round five, and I'll tell you, this person has had a name change. So his first name is not the same it was when he was drafted. Stanton. Yeah, Mike's, it was me. I drafted Mike Stanton <laughs> in the fifth round back in 2011. Wow. Traded him to Eric to get Chris Bryant, then later traded Eric back to get him back. Wow. Oh. He, he became wow. over 25 both times, so Eric didn't want him, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> oh, man. man. Well, that's cool. So, Stanton, Freeman, and Scherzer are the only players drafted that are still keepers on the same team. On the same team, yep. Wow. Interesting. I mean, it's been a decade, so you can't blame it. Uh, right. for that for happening, but I mean, I'll just tell you. I mean, I feel like I've hung on to my core keepers for a long time now. Like I've had Arenado forever, and Lindor forever, and Betts forever, and I feel yeah, like I've had them for a long time. Probably, probably since about 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've been on my team forever. There's going to be an asterisk this season if uh, somebody comes out of the woodwork and wins it. Are we going to? You know, is there going to be an asterisk there for fans? No, yeah. this is real, man. This is real. This is yeah. real stuff. We've been waiting for this. There's no asterisk. Yeah, no I mean, asterisk here, except for the yeah, that, This week it's seven, week eight, eight teams in the playoffs is going to be like March Madness with a week. I mean, it's going to be some crazy Sundays, like close matchups going either way. It's going to be intense. It is going to be intense. Hopefully my players don't all have COVID and I'm just screwed out of it. But well, that's that not been the craziest part so far this year, though, is the the way the IHL has kind of reacted. I mean, oh my God, how, how many freaking red exclamation points can you see in a day before you're like, man, can I even put a team out there anymore? I feel like everyone's kind of been in that boat to this point at times. Yeah, you definitely have. I mean, I had – well, it sucked because, like, the Marlins players. If you're a Marlins player, which I guess I'm the only idiot that drafted Marlins players, um, <laughs> they they didn't go – they didn't go on the IL immediately. Right. They've been sitting on my bench but just with a day-to-day sign beside them yeah. saying they COVID, and I can't even put them on my IL. So I've had to carry uh, Sandy Alcantara since his B start in opening day – I've had to carry him on my bench and not been able to pick up a starter. It's been terrible. So they need to change. It's been pretty rough too, dude. They, yeah, we need they, they we need to petition ESPN to be like, hey, can we like continue to add to this IO list this year? Because it's yeah, I need more spots. Insane. <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, I know people have talked about before, like if they're not technically on the IL, it's probably because the team wasn't even playing games. If they, right. I mean, it's all ESPN says it's all technicality. If it's if Major League does it, then we do it. They can't like arbitrarily do it, is what they said before. Uh, also, Cano just hit the IL for the Mets. Cano just hit the IL for the Mets. If you guys didn't get that notification, uh, yeah. Robbie so Cano didn't you know dumpster. he's on the IL. Man, are they they're four yeah. and eight already? Like, what happened to them? Like, it's terrible, man. man. The they Mets, are. The Mets. <laughs> Can somebody free DeGrom already? I mean, good Lord. Give the guy an opportunity. For somebody else. <laughs> it's never going to make the playoffs. Oh, man. Even in, a t- even in a year when you get eight teams in, they're already – I mean, they've already doomed themselves with this start. Yeah, no, they definitely have. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, guys. Well, uh, that, that about does it for this one. Um, been in about an hour and a half on the episode, so we'll, uh, we'll thank everyone for, for joining and um, – 
try to do this again here sometime soon uh, within the next maybe a couple of days or maybe after this matchup's over on the weekend, maybe we can get together and uh, uh, throw up another podcast. Sounds good. Hey, by, by then, we're going to be almost a third of the way through. So it's That's crazy. It's real crazy. And who knows how the trade deadline might end up coming into play. So, I mean, I mean, really, we haven't seen any moves made in our league yet either, which I think is no. going to eventually need to start maybe – we've got to start kind of feeling each other out here a little bit. Yeah, I think after the second matchup, once we're two out of five matchups or two out of six matchups in, the third end, then I think you'll see some teams start to start to trade. I know Eric's already considering it, so if he gets blown out yeah. again, I, I think he's going to be a seller. Uh, one thing we need to think about, we never really set, is we didn't set a trade deadline for Ooh. this new type of season. I would My suggestion, I think, would be just at the end of division play, when you right before we have that one week of inter-division play, so like I after like week that. five, I like that. So gives you gives you about three and a half weeks left to trade. Agree. Agree. Okay. All right, guys. Well, I uh, I think that's all we have for today. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Safe travels, all. No, all right. right.